0: What up everybody, it's B. Mitchell Finley, 106.7 The Fan. Today we're going to be short,
1: Finley, and we're going to add a little bit more weight to the, uh, <laughs> to the show today. Is look, that how you want to bring Nell in? Winningham is going to be joining me today, and uh, it's about two times the weight of a J.P. Finley. Well, I'm actually down a few LBs. I think but we should... you were 300 plus we last We should do time. a weigh-in. You in. were like 330. We should do a weigh-in
2: before the show is over. At, I know the scale's around here somewhere. You're over 300. No. You, you want know, you you to bet? bet on it? I would
1: love to bet what on What were your last time? The last time I was 312. No. It wasn't 320. <laughs> hey, it wasn't 312. Jeff, how much was he? I don't remember, but... I, I know can did, bring it, it, in the scale tomorrow. It did not start with a the, one. We got three days in, so the scale can be brought in tomorrow. Don't worry, I ain't ducking the scale. We're going to do the scale on Monday because we know you got a weekend of eating. So. Oh, no. <laughs> that <laughs> I mean, that is insane. We have a very, very good show for you today. We're going to have Solomon Wilcox joining us. We're going to also have uh, uh, Martin Bayless, who played here in Washington for a year, but he also played for the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll get him to break down those games. Uh, Mike Jones from the Athletic. Ooh. Mike Jones will be joining us. Mike broke down both of the games and talked about what it takes for each team to win. And I always love talking to Mike because he has a national perspective about those teams out there. And also can let us know a little bit about where we need to go. You know, that's the whole thing about it. But, you know, before we get into all the football and things of that nature, tomorrow, I'm going to just throw this out Mm -hmm. there, two prominent NFL players to come in and talk about the NFC side of it. Okay, You know, Navarro Bowman will be joining us. from the 49ers' perspective, and Brian Westbrook will be joining us from the Philadelphia Eagles' perspective. Lucky although, And then look at Brian played with the 49ers as well. Exactly. So we're going to get get a lot of uh, talk from some guys who understand this football thing. But before we get into football, last night I sat in my house and I watched the Washington Wizards play. Yeah. Because as JP and I were talking yesterday, I said if we're gonna sit up here and knock with what I forgot, the guy who's player, the point guard. John Wall. No. Nah. Now with the with the Mavericks. With who oh, t- it's Mr. Dinwiddie. We're, yeah. we're gonna knock Dinwiddie, they need to beat oh, the 110%. Houston Rockets. So I'm that watching to a rivalry. I'm quickly. watching that game last night. And early on, I'm like, oh Lord, come on, you got, but when the second half came around, I saw those guys take a step. Yeah, and and really, I, I I I wanted to slap myself in the face because <laughs> well, I, I forgot don't you doing it. the NBA, the first half of the season, or game. They don't care. It's like it's like in a heavyweight championship fight. But you know, you they play, play professional. professional each other foot- You're a competitor, though. You still want to go out and win every damn game that you play. Now you want to win every game you play, but in football, you don't fill out. You try to knock out early, <laughs> right? And, and and so I I was sitting up there getting a little antsy and upset. In the first half, but then when the second half came around, I saw that they had extra gear. Yeah, but my thing is, where is that extra gear at the beginning of the game? You're going up against Houston, but but that's the thing. One of the worst
2: teams they have the worst record in basketball.
1: What you got to do is you got to learn to look at basketball, of course. Okay, and 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 I think over time, when you have when you live a, a, a long enough life, you're gonna realize that you have to judge things based off of what they are, not what you think they should be, and. I used to be exactly like you, gung-ho. Why the hell are they not going full speed in the first? The NBA, I am now removing, talking about play great defense all game out of my <laughs> – I'm taking it out of my vernacular. It doesn't happen. You might as well ask they the himself it.
2: to come out the sky. So
1: now, but the thing I like about it is they close out games, yeah. okay? So we, we all in this town seem to love the oblong ball team more than anything else, but they don't close out games. That's a good point. They came in and closed out. They're four in a row right now. And listen, Kyle Kuzman made a, uh, a, a a statement in the beginning of the season that I want to be an all-star. Sure as hell, he's not playing like that. Yeah, he, He's going out there and he, he's shooting it, but you know what? He's knocking them down. The dude hit like three, four threes in a row. Bang, bang, bang. And he's shooting them from wherever and from deep. Mm. And I was impressed. And, and like Daniel Gaffery, we've had him on before. And I, I, I like that kid. That kid plays with a lot of energy. you heart, man. And he's going to challenge anybody. Four he blocks gonna, last night. He's I mean, going to get dunked on sometimes, yep. but he's going to block a lot of them, too. You played
2: the game long enough, you're you bound to get dunked on. I want to talk about Kuzma more because I think that's really been the biggest development to me over the course of this season. You mentioned at the beginning of the year, he said he wanted to be an all star. It's one thing to talk like that, but to have your play back it up. Don't talk about it. Be about it. Exactly. And this dates back to last year when Bradley Beal got shut down for the second half of the season. You saw Kyle Kuzma take steps and come into his own. And Wizards fans, you can get mad at me all you want. We're at a point in time right now where if I'm a Washington, I'm taking a step back and reevaluating everything about my franchise for what it is. They paid Bradley Beal $250 million this offseason. Mm-hmm. And to me, I don't know what you think. He's the third best player on the team right
1: now. I don't think so. I think Bradley right now is trying to build himself back up to get back into the action. And I think uh, you and I were talking before the show, yeah. and uh, we started arguing early because, you know, I keep telling you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I like being on the show with my son. But uh, <laughs> it, it, Bradley Bill is damn good. I'm not taking but, yes. but I think, like you made the comment, well, if he ain't won, you see, oh, he shouldn't be on the court. That's the person, you must not know the mindset of an athlete. Once an athlete Mm -hmm. is, if he is healthy enough to be better than the person that backs him up, he's ready to play. play. I get that. And I think that's the thing Mm -hmm. about it. So, what what Brad has, the luxury that Brad has right now is that he doesn't have to go out all out right now. Correct. Kuzma's doing that. You know, all those other guys, Kispert, and also Denny, and all—they're helping him out and alleviating him having to be the guy so much. Right? You know, we we watched in a point when he was taking over, but then again, the little kid—I call him kid—he's probably older than most of y'all. Kendrick Nunn. Yeah. When they traded for him, I think, well, who Who is he? I watched this dude play. This dude here can be an, he said like last night. He said, "I want to be an impact yeah. player. I want to be a difference maker." And he, has, he came in last night and he did exactly that. Yeah. He can score. He can break the people down. He can run the damn offense highly. And yeah. he will put his nose in there on the defense. I'm not going to say anybody yeah. in the NBA played great defense. Right. But he will put his nose <laughs> in there. And you saw last night, he was an impact.
2: And even for him to finish the game, I thought, you know, showed a lot about the confidence that they have in him. I, he really only got minutes last night because they were without uh, Monty Morris. I want to see moving forward. But
1: I think what he did last night gives him opportunity oh, got to get some that's more time. Because Monty Morris, he, he plays he plays well. He undersized. Him, I right? think Nunn. Yeah. He comes with a little experience that's going to help him. He's done out. it before. He was in Miami. It was part
2: of, you know, their their great team. The thing about Kendrick Nunn and what I think he brings to Washington, they don't have enough playmakers, so to speak, right? Guys that can bring the ball up the floor. Having Bradley Beal being your leading assist man, you didn't pay him $250 million to be a facilitator. I think they really lack a true point guard, like a table setter, that can get other guys involved. And I don't want Bradley Beal doing that. Well, he's not going to he's it, capable when, when of he's it.
1: When he's 100% healthy, you're going to find out. He'll go back to doing what he's doing. He, 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 I call him the running man. Yeah. Brad is very similar to, <sighs> and people, just pause a little bit when I say this. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit like Steph in the fact that they run yeah. the whole damn game running off of picks and things of that nature. Right now, he's not in that, that that shape or that have the health enough to do it. But once he gets back, and then I think that's what the – I think the Wears are steadily looking for that point guard. Yeah. Johnny Davis was drafted. They thought he was going to be one. Nope, haven't done that yet. Okay, Morris has been hurt. They get none now. None may be a guy that can, can facilitate that and fill that position for a while for him. But I – listen, man, when it's money in the NBA – I stopped I stop wasting brain cells and things on that. In the NBA, when you go out there and you get a certain criteria, you're going to get your money. You know? You should. And, 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 and a mm-hmm. lot of guys before Brad, before LeBron, I was having an argument with a guy the other day. They said, LeBron was the first guy to get a guaranteed contract. In him. Fool, they've been getting guaranteed t- contracts in the NBA forever. You know why? Because the free agents demanded it. Exactly. If okay? you're good enough, you're going to get we'll a We'll get into that conversation right. later on about the NFL and what's going to be popping around, and I suggest... People will listen to that, and I would suggest every athlete, especially the big-time prominent ones, listen to it because Deep Smith discussed something on The Pivot. We're going to discuss that yep. later on. But you're going to get guaranteed contracts. You're going to make the money. That I don't complain. You know why? Because everybody that wants to sit home and get mad at an athlete for getting money, how much damn money you think the people that are paying them are getting? I get all that. And they make more than what the hell they say. They lie and they hide a lot of it. So when a player gets his money, I'm like gung-ho about it. Now, if you absolutely suck and you get money, I got a problem with the decision-maker that gave it to him. But get your money, brother. And I think that's the big issue with Washington. Like Bradley Beal
2: has been billed and sold to us as the face of this franchise. I I get that. He's been here for 10-plus years. You owe it to a guy to pay him, but to give him a no-trade clause – to make him one of the
1: highest paid players in the league what has he done to deserve that That's- I, you know what he did he got the uh player of the year on the all pros and all that stuff they did the stipulation that the league that the the things were put in place to say if you get this you can get the max contract correct he did that but it's not but my, my problem is ownership making the decision to actually go out and give it to him because they've set this franchise Dude, back eventually we we argue about the commanders all the time about they uh, until they started doing it of late. late. oh, they got to pay their uh, they got to pay their own. Because I just think basketball is
2: different with paying your
1: own. Because it's the not
2: money different. is the money is completely out of control. You're not seeing the type of contracts in the NFL that you're seeing in the NBA. Like everybody's got a Patrick Mahomes type deal in the NBA. All the top guys are making fifty million dollars annually. We,
1: but everybody in everybody in that's a quarterbacks are starting to make the same type of money they're making in the NBA. Yeah, so it, we're looking at the same thing. But ultimately, Bradley Beal was the best player on your squad when he got the money, right? Correct. Correct. Okay, so that's what matters. He was carrying mm. your team. He he scored his 29.5. Then he scored over 30. He did what he was supposed to do to get the money. This is what I get frustrated. Why? You say you want to win,
2: right? Yeah. You taking 250 guaranteed and a no trade clause, it limits Tommy Shepard in the front office from adding other pieces around you to win. That's why they're
1: not winning. This team this is the best roster that they've assembled how much does all, How much does all the people the on the Lakers make? If you want to go out and do it, you can. But I, I, I love to hear people say what a person shouldn't get. I would take Linnell, Mr. Winningham right here, and you're in a position to get $50 million a year, 20, 20, 20 50 million oh, guaranteed. Can't and they offer of you. it to you. You're going to say, nah? don't give me that much. Give me thirty. million so you can get some more players. That, that's what you would do? If I'm worried about winning, and winning uh, is my really my number uh, one, one no, priority. Don't, don't hit me with the if. You're going to turn it down oh, and go get that? look. You know, uh, with what, with Bradley Beal and what every player that has any kind of ability does, you go out there, you play your ass off to get that big, 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 big payday. And when you get that first one, then you may be able to come back on the next time and say, hey, nah, i take a little less. You know, we mm-hmm. watch guys like Jordan do it back in the day. We watched Tom Brady do it here in the, in the NFL for a long time. You watch certain guys do it. The guy that come when they get that first opportunity to get that big, big ball, they're not going to do that. And at this point, I'm not blaming Brad for them not signing people or signing the wrong people when they get a chance. Listen, if I, I, he has been dedicated to this area. Could have left a long time ago. Could have. Easily. Okay? But he stayed. So I'm not going to be pissed at a guy who stayed here and was showing some love when, when other, in other words, he could have went to a team where he had a much better chance of getting the championship, but he stayed. But don't come out and say that you care about winning if that's really you wanted
2: the money, you wanted to get first paid. of all, nobody he, else, could, you, you nobody can, can, else could offer there, him. what There is a offer. certain
1: thing, Linnell, in wanting money mm-hmm. and still wanting to win. Of okay? course. So Any if, athlete's going to want to win. If, I get that. If, if my boss come to me and say, I'm going to give you the highest paid radio host in the United States, I'm taking everything that they give me. No, of course. Okay? And then when Just I step you're in you not going to be able to afford when, to have Linnell on your and, team. And guess what? that'd be cool because <laughs> you're telling me I'm good enough that you want to give me the best. Right. I'm expecting you to take your, you're going to use your, your wherewithal to give me the right people around me to go because you know what? I'm coming in every day and giving you what I got. You know, I'm gonna tell you the truth about things. I might piss a few people off, and I'm gonna keep coming with it. But you know, the ultimate thing is I have to come. They all it's amazing. S- society, an athlete gets money and they and everybody blame him for everything that goes wrong with the team. Yeah. When we it's have, just like
2: quarterback in the NFL but when we
1: have a owner a quarterback in the NFL. It's gonna take the brunt of the blame. It's the leagues in the games most but, important. But that, position. That's because that's what we we're lazy. We're human beings are lazy. Quarterback is the most dependent position in all of sports. Very true. Okay? But when when the quarterback is getting some money and he don't have anybody around him to help him out, we blame the quarterback. How about the GM? How about some of these dumbass coaches? How about the (laughs) the offensive line? How about the general manager? I mean, how about the owner? We got a lot of people we can blame, but we like to just blame that one person. Why? You know why? Because it's the normal thing in the, the it's uh, easy to see. do. I get it. And I don't buy it. So my I like to think outside the box sometimes. Okay. Bradley Bill took his money. Bradley Bill has ability to help you get over the hump. Now he has a running dog in, in Kuzma. Okay, they went out and got Porzingis, who seems to be on the back burner all the time. Okay? That's not Brad's fault. That's not Kuzma's fault. So ultimately, Brand has missed twenty games this year. Though
2: <laughs> Kuzma and Porzingis but, have kept this thing afloat. If it wasn't for Kuzma hey man, and Porzingis, I'm they'd a, be player, the bottom of I'm the a player that
1: missed one game in fourteen years. But I also understand this: we are being entertained by human beings. We're not being entertained by by robots, of course. And they are going. Some people gonna get hurt. Some are not. Ultimately, the NBA. I get hurt. I still get paid, of course. And some of these other leagues. When you're, a, a, when you're in the NFL, if you're big time and you got that ability, you get hurt, they wait for you to get healthy. Right. When you're not big time, you get hurt, they find a way to get rid of you and get somebody else in. I can't knock Brad for being hurt because I, I told you all he does is run. Off a of pick, sometimes they stick that little chicken wing out there and elbow him. <laughs> so ultimately, he's going to get hurt sometimes. But the thing of it, right now, yes or no answer. Do you think the Wizards are constructed to win? No. So how are you gonna blame Brad? Because that's the reason why they're they're hamstrung financially because they're paying him. How much Lebron like a makes. Top
2: five player. How much Lebron make? Lebron's the greatest damn I, player of all much, time.
1: Not nah, you, stupid as hell. But how much Lebron that's, make? I mean, that is what how it is. How much Lebron make?
2: I'll oh, look it up right here. We got a how computer much a, right here. How
1: much AD make?
2: My thing how, is, uh, when you look how at much the, the highest paid how much
1: Russell players Westbrook in rate? basketball, Bradley Beal cannot sniff How much Russell, how much Russell Westbrook, wait, mate. I mean, come on, we're not talking about Russell I'm Westbrook. I'm talking about him because, just like Charles Barkley stated, LeBron and his crew and all and the greatest of whatever you just stated, all that money that they're paying them, they still getting their asses kicked. I got picked. the
2: highest paid players I, right I'm, now I'm
1: asking you a question that you're avoiding. No. How, how much money are all those people making? Russell Westbrook's the second highest paid player in the league. How much? <laughs> How much 47 more winning are they doing than anybody
2: else right now? I get that. That so, was a terrible so what, decision the contract that L.A. Mm-hmm. did not sign him to. Hey, Look at the names that are in the top five and tell me who doesn't belong. No, I don't Steph care about that. Steph Curry, highest-paid Player, Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, Bradley Beal, Kevin Durant. Who doesn't belong in
1: there? Hey, Clearly Russell and Brad, right? You keep going. Anthony Davis is on there. Paul t- George. Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard. Did. Damian Ka- Lillard. Yeah. So Kawhi Leonard right now, he don't deserve his money right now, no. I, I he, he he got that off of a finals, though. He went back to back. But what has he done since that final? He's been hurt. okay He already got the money. So but but see, that's the whole thing about it. So it's okay for them to do it, but you bad at Brad. <laughs> okay. I see right, how are we gonna, we gonna we <laughs> see see? He proved that's himself crazy. He proved himself that he just got a bone to pick. With certain people. I don't. And love we love, do, brand. you know what, man? Listen, let me just say B Mr Philly is presented by John Leahy and the Fine Living Group. Let the MVP of DMV Real Estate sell your home for more. Visit JohnSellsDMV.com. We're gonna take a break here. Still gonna try to stay on this clock today. Cause if I'm with Linnell, I might argue <laughs> all the way through a damn break. But we're gonna have uh, Solomon Wilcox gonna join us a little bit later. His Twitter is Solomon Will, Solomon S. No, Solomon's Wisdom. Solomon's Wisdom. Oh, man. Who? Solomon's Wisdom. He is wise. Uh, I can't wait to see this one because Solomon and I, we've known each other for a long time and uh, we kind of think alike sometimes. He called and talked to him yesterday. We had a little thing about. uh, some particular coach that I kind of had a problem with early Uh-oh. in the season. Uh, but we're not going to get into that stuff today. But we're going <laughs> to take us a quick break. We get back. Solomon Wilcox to break down Cincinnati coming up again. We really need
0: new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Mm-hmm. Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: It's Kansas City. Be Mr. Finley, 106.7 The Fan. Linnell Willingham, the young one, is rolling in here with me today. The youngest I am going to be, to be the UB, first Mitch. gray-headed, head guy by the <laughs> end of this show. I guarantee you that. But joining us now is my buddy, Solomon Wilcox. Played in the NFL, play for the Cincinnati Bengals. You can listen to him on Sirius uh, right now, and he can tell you all types of stuff. And when I want to know about football, i reach out to my buddy. Solomon, what's going on, brother? How you doing, man?
3: Be doing great, man. Good to be on with you today. Um, hope all is well with
1: you. Well, it was well, till I walked in here and I got Lanell today, man. <laughs> Have you ever seen a bald head great guy? <laughs> <laughs>
3: How wow. can you accomplish that? I
1: don't hey, man, know. <laughs> I, I got hair saying, man, let me get out of here. Get me turned gray before I get there because this dude's running me crazy. But, man, we got a great game coming up this weekend. Uh, you all with the Cincinnati Bengals, that's the team that you played with. Uh, Joe Burrow has been outstanding. He's beaten Patrick Mahomes three times in a row. They get him again. How did this game go where they could continue for a fourth?
3: Well, I, I think you and I both know this is a game of matchups. It always has been. That's why once you get into the playoffs, it's not about what the record is. It's about how teams match up against one another. And I think, you know, Joe Burrow, we call him the baby face assassin because <laughs> the guy looks like he's innocent. But I'm going to tell you, man, he's a stone-cold killer. He's out to beat everybody. By the time it's all said done, you're going to look up. This guy going to be one of our best quarterbacks that we have going in the NFL because he's a – Tremendous competitor, but you put guys around him like Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon, and Samar J. P. Ryan, These guys all came from winning programs. All of them are great competitors. You throw Hayden Hurst in the mix, at tight end, and Tyler Boyd. Uh, they're a tough group to match up with offensively, and despite having three of their five offensive linemen out, Joe gets rid of the ball as quick as any quarterback in the NFL, second only behind Tom Brady. So. Wow. Right now, he's slicing and dicing it from the neck up. He's a, a very mature and very intelligent quarterback.
2: Yeah, Sally, I, I agree with everything you said about Burrow. There's a swagger right now with the Cincinnati Bengals team. I don't know if you all saw on Twitter. They're calling Arrowhead Burrowhead because of the success that Joe has had uh, against Patrick Kansas, we played company. long
1: enough. They better be careful with that now. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: it gets crazy yeah. I know, look, Kansas City yeah. is one of the toughest places to play in the league. When you look at Cincinnati and yep. the makeup of this year's team, I said I learned a lot about them uh, in, the, in the season finale against Baltimore. Their ability, when you think about them, you think of Jamar Chase and the receivers, but even last weekend in the playoff game, their ability to play the tough and rugged brand of football. Joe Mixon goes for 105 yards. The average 5.1 yards a pop as a team uh, last weekend. How beneficial do you think it is for them to be able to play the finesse style and the physical style?
3: You know, it's very that- – when you play in the AFC North Division, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and even Cleveland, I mean, every every stadium they play outside. Nobody gets to play in a dump. We play in weather that's hot and humid in the summer, that's cold and frigid in the winter. This is a big boy division, always has been. And you've got to learn to embrace the physicality of that. That was something that Zach Taylor really had to learn when he came here. Yeah, um, And so – You've got to be able to morph, and, and if you got to roll your sleeves up and it's going to be a slugfest, you've got to be able to win and play in those games. When you got to play more in an up-tempo, and that's what you're going to get when you play against um, the, the Kansas City Chiefs. Everybody knows Andy Reid doesn't get off the bus wanting to run the football. He wants to throw, <laughs> throw it all over the yard. Right. Yeah. And so, so we can play that style, and that's why I said the matchup here in a lot of ways favors the Bengals. Doesn't mean they're going to win, but in a lot of ways, the Bengals are comfortable playing this style. But you're right. In that game against Baltimore, where a score, you know they're going to keep the score down. It's going to be a possession-by-possession possession game, protect the football. Joe Burrow is so good at managing the moment and managing games that this team has kind of followed his lead. And they, they can play in any brand of, of, of or style of fight that you want. The Bengals seem to be able to adapt.
1: I've Vosges, here's Solomon Wilcox joining us on the BetQL guest line. Sports betting has come to Maryland. Don't place your bet that bet without checking with BetQL. BetQL analyzes every game to find you the most profitable betting opportunities. Get three free days of BetQL access by downloading the BetQL app or visiting BetQL.com. We have two questions for you. Zach Taylor, a guy who's an offensive coordinator, being a quarterback coach, he's a head coach now, doesn't get a lot of love, but you look at what his team is doing. The second time in two years they're at the AFC Championship game. But I think the other team that doesn't get a lot of credit is the defensive side of the football. We have a lot of uh, star power on the offense, but that defense is shutting down some very, very good offenses by doing it three times in a row to Patrick Mahomes and also getting Josh Allen. Why don't they get enough credit?
3: Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Uh, you know, Lou Anna Romo. I remember when they were first uh, hiring when Zach Taylor came. You know, they they offered the job to to, to uh, Jack Del Rio, he didn't seem to want it. They offered it a couple of other guys, they didn't seem to want it. And when Lou Anna Romo came, he was almost a, people kind of looked at it like it was the third, second, third, or fourth option. But this guy does as good a job as any defensive coordinator in this league, and making second half adjustments. You know, even last year in that AFC title game, they nearly shut them out, only gave up three points in the second half of the game. Mm-hmm. Did the same thing to Buffalo just last week. Buffalo scores only seven points in the first half, three in the second half, and these teams are playing at home. Um, you remember they played the Tennessee Titans, the number one seed a year ago, and, uh, and kept them in check. Go down the list of these second-half games, Tampa, New England, Buffalo, Baltimore, and every single week, the defense is making some home run turnover against, um, you know, Ramondre Stevenson, tripping him of the ball uh, for a turnover. Did the same against Sammy Watkins against Baltimore. Did the same against the Baltimore Ravens quarterback at the goal line when Sam Hubbard ran it back for 98 yards. So it's a complementary style of play between the offense, the defense, and their ability to take the ball away and Joe Burrow's ability to, to put the
1: ball into the end zone. All right. Well, I can say this: I know the elephant in the room is Patrick Mahomes and, and his ankle. Uh, we watched Pat go back into the game, and you played in the league. You understand that I call it the magical medicine that they have out there. <laughs> but he he came back out of the locker room then, like it was something. I know that you got a week now, and they said the next day he felt a lot better. They could be giving us a little, you know, trying to get play games with us or whatever. But how do you think that's going to affect them moving forward?
3: High ankle sprain. For those of us who play, know is the that one. It'll render you gimpy. Mm -hmm. Um, And when mobility is part of our game, it really can can hinder uh, your ability. Can Patrick Holmes win this game playing from the pocket? He's that good. Heck heck yeah, he can. Is he better when he has his full repertoire of mobility and improvisation and all these arm angles that he's working with as he's getting out on the move? That's when he's at the top of this game. So I do think some of those things will be in jeopardy. You and I, hey, look, we're all in the toward our line at this time <laughs> of year. So he's he, he going to be in that line. We'll see how well he can play. But it's up to the Bengals' defense, right, yep. to make him ineffective. That's what you bank on. If you're Luana Romo, if you're the Bengals' defense, you don't count on him being gimpy. You don't count on him being not at the top of his game. He is a competitor. This is the Grim Reaper we're talking about. That this dude will beat you and and be man, I, I'm going to tell you man, I always say, the only way you can stop Patrick Mahomes is keep him standing on the sideline next to Andy Reid. Uh-huh. Cuz as long as yeah. he's in the game, he's unstoppable. Yeah. So I want to go
2: to the trenches for a second cuz I know this Cincinnati defense gets a lot of credit, but that Bengals offensive line specifically at both the tackle spots are banged up. Jonah Williams dealing with an injury, Leo Collins out for the rest of the season. When I look at this Chiefs defensive line with Chris, Chris Jones. Jones and Woo. Frank Clark and George Carl how much impact do you think this uh Chiefs defensive line will have on the, the Cincinnati game plan this weekend?
3: Well, you know, I don't think they're gonna say, oh they have George Carl oh they have Jones <laughs> and Frank Clark. We got we can't do this or we can't no, no. Then I guarantee you the Bengals aren't going into this into this game, saying there's nothing we can't do yeah. because of who we're playing against. I don't know that any of us look at the Chiefs' defense in that light, and that's not to be disrespectful. You know, hey, no, they, it like it they rank eleventh. Tom, huh? I'm said, sorry. call it like it is. <laughs> yeah, and and because they're they're confident in what they can do. Burrow is like he controls it all, man. This guy has the second fastest release time or getting the ball out time, only behind Tom Brady. He is a guy that's got tremendous uh, maturity, tremendously high football IQ. He plays at a much higher level than you would expect for a third-year quarterback. And so he's going to come in. Understand he's got to get it out quick, but the guys have got to win on the perimeter, right, Um, against a secondary that they feel they match up really, really well against. Um, So it's going to be interesting because you're right. Hey, look, the Chiefs can get after the quarterback. They have the sixth. You know, a very high volume of, of sacks this year, second-highest total. Um, but I think the Bengals are very confident after last week that they can get by with what they have up front on their offensive I, line.
1: I go back to a game last year that he got sacked nine times and they won the football game,
3: yeah. <laughs> which it, you it tells
1: you how special he could possibly be. You know,
3: as you look at the game, who you think wins it? Oh, I'm taking the Bengals, Homer, because I'm taking. <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, man, look, this is the this is a golden age in Cincinnati Bengal history. Think about it. Before the arrival of Joe Burrow, over over the last two years, he's won five postseason games. Yeah, Jeez. that's the equivalent to the amount of postseason games they had won in the previous 52 years of the franchise. Wow. So, so this guy's a difference maker, man. Much in the same way that. Patrick Mahomes has been a difference maker for the Kansas City Chiefs. So this is the matchup we've all been waiting for. It's so the one that over the next decade we're going to see a lot of.
1: Well, Solomon, man, I appreciate you giving up some time, man. Thank you very much, bro.
3: Appreciate you, solid. See, Mitch. Hey, keep
1: up the good work, my man.
3: Appreciate you. Hi, right, man. That's
1: Solomon Wilcox. You can get him on Twitter at Solomon's Wisdom. And make sure if you want to get some wisdom, check out my boy Solomon. Also, you can hear him on Sirius Satellite Radio is this is B. Mitchell Philly Rolling with Lanelle Willingham Winningham today Winning or Willing? Willingham. Willingham I mean it could be you know, Winningham, I know Winningham But no he 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 was I'm a winner, weird man. dude I thought because you weird I thought y'all was But Lanfield
2: Tell me if he gets confused Just call me the youngest in charge woman Winningham
0: is when you put that coat back on
1: Yeah that coat I, I'm, is, I'm glad you It's took crazy because it J.P. gave me this coat I know he gave you But I and thought you were going to die Sitting in this hot ass room With that uh, coat on <laughs> But uh, we're going to take a break here. When <laughs> we get back, we're going to talk a little bit about that game and what we think is going to happen. And then at 11 o'clock, make sure you stay with us. Mike Jones will be joining us from The Athletic. This is B. Mitchell Finley, 106.7 The Fan. We're back, B. Mitchell Finley. Rolling with Lanell today. And I'm going to tell you all, Lanell is on a different wavelength. I am. Yeah. We're going to talk about this, too, because I know you feel like uh, your speculation uh, nah, is real. Uh, no, nah, nah, we ain't going. Nah, we're not going. Nah. We're going to We're going to stay on this show right here today. We might You can get that later on. Steve Mullins just like my tweet. That. Is that any Listen, relation bro, to Jim Mullins? Let me just say this, man. I just found out that Linnell mm-hmm. is the bigger version of JP. They react to everything that somebody says on a social on social media. First of all, I'm too busy doing a show to be concerned about people just texting me and tweeting me 10, 15 times in a row. Go well, back to work. <laughs> let me work and you go back to you're work. you clearly working from home. But Seriously, as we look at this game this weekend, and, and I, I I know, listen, I love Patrick Mahomes. I love Andy Reid. But I will sit up here and tell you, when I watch Joe Burrow play, I'm like, this dude here is what it's all about. That yeah. dude looks like Macaulay Coughlin. Uh, Coughlin, whatever his <laughs> name is. He looked like a little kid. But as Solomon Wilcox just stated, he's a he's an assassin on the, Baby on the face field. He's assassin. Man, the dude's been in the league three years. Got hurt his first year. But Brural he's been to injury. two not one, but he's in his second this year AFC championship game. Yeah. And I think he makes the offense goals because, as, as he stated, only one guy throws the ball quicker than Joe, and that's Tom. Yeah. Tom Brady, as I used to always tell people, you can say what you want about him, you could dislike him because Tom made a lot of money, won a lot of championship, he had a pretty wife. Tom said to hell with all that. Tom wanted to be great at football. I guess that's what he loved. But one thing about Tom Brady, he knew what was going on before it happened. Yeah, super cerebral guy. As a former quarterback, when you watch Tom, Tom looks, delivers, which means Tom already knows before the ball is snapped, the weak side of the field will attack. And he knows by looking one way, somebody's going to move, he comes back, he'll let his ball go. Joe Burrow, in a sense, does some of that, but then he also has the ability to hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, and deliver it still while getting his brains beat out.
2: And that's what Brady doesn't want to
1: do. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I think I think Joe Burrow is yeah. is the thing about him Special. that makes his guys play so hard. When a quarterback shows any level of toughness. Yeah. And you never see him basically show up his offensive line and cuz they're not that damn good. Even when they're healthy they're not that damn good. He has everybody doing working harder to have him successful. But I know Everyone now has automatically jumped off of the Kansas City bandwagon because they have lost three times in a row to them mm-hmm. and passed a little hurt. But I have a mindset, you know, and, and we were talking about astrology signs and stuff yesterday. But oh, when is you that what about? when you got something injured, they become more dangerous. So you're and saying a wounded Patrick Mahomes is dangerous. I'm saying a wounded Patrick Mahomes with them knowing how they're gonna try to attack him and Andy Reese and uh and Eric Bieniemy scheming up an offense could be dangerous. I completely agree with you. I just think it just feels
2: like it's not even really about Burrow, and I know he's got this this Bengals offense humming. I think what y'all were talking about with their defense and how their defensive coordinator has come up with game plans to make Patrick Mahomes look as average as I've ever seen him mm-hmm. look. And the thing that's what Solomon pointed out, the second-half adjustments, and that's something here in Washington – that I thought offensively we did a terrible job of, was making second-half adjustments. We saw it on defense, but that's the key. And I really think when you look at the NFL playoffs in this totality, and if I can sum it up and say the two things that I've learned the most as we mm-hmm. get ready to go on the championship weekend, for one, coaching matters a hell of a lot more than anybody is ever willing to admit. And then two, got to have one of the big five quarterbacks if you're going to make it. That's really... Been my two major takeaways. The coaching thing, I think we're starting to see it come more to light with Cincinnati because I, I don't even know the dude's name. Lou is a Aramino, Amarama, whatever his Some name is. Funny name. Is doing a hell of a job leading that group, and he's not getting head coach interviews. He's not being looked at as the flavor of the week candidate.
1: Why? Because we are we are offensive minded, offensive thinking society where we think if you. Since we have Joe Burrow, since mm-hmm. we have the Josh Allen's and the Patrick Mahomes and the Josh Herbers and I mean, all those guys out there, if you are not like one of those and doing the things that they're doing or you don't have somebody that can have them do it, you don't want another defensive coordinator. You want an offensive coordinator. You want right. a guy, you want a quarterback like them because that's what the what NFL is going to. Yeah, It's about scoring and giving them all the damn advantages. So when you have a defense, so I believe he should be getting more credit than damn Zach. Exactly. Uh, Because when you have a defense that can dictate and can alleviate and stop what offenses are doing in this day and age, you're talking about that that side of the ball being extremely good. Right, innovative. Can't touch (laughs) them, can't hit them, can't sniff on them. You know, or you're going to get a penalty thrown. So at this point, the defensive side of the football, those people that are successful in doing that, they are the ones that I think should be commended even more than offense because all the rules are for offensive players.
2: Maybe we'll see that happen, you know, this hiring cycle with a couple of key defensive coordinators being up for major jobs, the dude in Denver, uh, D'Amico Ryans, just to name a few, Jonathan Gannon San in Fran. Philadelphia, Amico San Fran, San Fran yeah. yeah. So you're starting to see the defensive coordinators, you know, get some more love here in the hiring cycle. Hopefully, you know, this is the time that it happens. Our news, though, that we got before we got on the air, Nathaniel Hackett officially hired as the New York Jets offensive coordinator, okay. and it's a gift Cool. It's a gift to radio programs around the country because now Except all the one. speculation
1: begins. They can speculate all they want. It's the most informed speculation you'll see, though. Uh, no. when the you most informed speculation, speculation I'm going to see today is that I got the 49ers and the Philadelphia Eagles playing, and when we get back <laughs> on this show coming up after this break, <laughs> Mike Jones from the Athletic is going to be there to break that down and also the Cincinnati Bengals and the Kansas City Chiefs. You know what I'm saying? I also just jump on speculation. I don't care what the hell Nathan <laughs> Hacker just did. You better make sure that Green Bay is willing to do something. And do they have enough picks to give it up? You haven't talked about that for, huh? so you just no. like to jump. And we're we going one thing I like to do is follow the map. Follow and the map. This map, map tells me Mike Jones is next. And he will be talking <laughs> to us on the BetQL guest line. And when we get back, we'll be talking to my homie, Mike Jones. Who? Mike Jones will be joining us. Be Richard Finley, 1067 the fan.